0: go, guys. This is the beginning of Advent season. And I didn't grow up celebrating Advent. I didn't grow up observing Advent. And so it's kind of a newish thing to me. And so what Advent is, is every week you focus on, this week we're focusing on hope. Then we'll focus on love and joy and peace. And it's just been a beautiful time to just be still and be intentional about the season that we're in. So let us pray. Lord, we just love you so much. God, I thank you That you are the giver of hope. That because we have you, we have hope. And Father, I just pray that we will focus on you during this season. We wouldn't get caught up in the busyness of everything, but we would be caught up in you. And we would just take time to be still and be aware of Emmanuel, God with us. That you came to make a home in us. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Just a little side note for all of our Christmas stuff. The 23rd, we're not having service here, so that's why we're having an open house at our home. And then on the 30th, we've always taken the, I'm used to saying Sundays, we've always taken the last Sunday of the year off. So this year we're taking the last Saturday of the year off. And um, so we just wanted you guys to just enjoy your families and enjoy being together. But also on the 23rd, enjoy being with us get bring you get you get to bring a side dish or a dessert whatever you would like to do but i would like to start off with a quote that i really like it says advent comes relentlessly and throughout life with its words of hope and faith shepherds and a magi crib and star emmanuel and glory and stirs our hearts to pinnacles of possibility one more time the real christmas gift For which Advent is the process, is learning to hum hope, learning to dance the divine. I love that. And you know what isn't out in the world right now? Hope. There's just not a lot of hope out there right now. And I just want us to just have an impartation of hope, whatever your circumstance is right now, that you would just be hopeful that God has something good in store for you, but it might look different than what you thought. And uh, when Derek and I, when we first, when River Church found out that we weren't, we were losing our space and we were coming here, uh, we really thought it would just be for a few weeks. <laughs> and I was even telling the band, I'm like, six weeks, guys, six weeks. And I, I had it all figured out. I'm a planner, y'all, and I like when things go according to plan. Anybody else out there? Planner. Oh, yes, I like to plan. Really, it's more about Control. If I'm being honest, <laughs> Cynthia goes, oh, I'm not talking about you, Cynthia, I'm talking about me, um, the control issues. And so when um, the door closed for us to get that uh, the other location, it's like, okay, God, we are going to be hopeful right where we are right now. And we've been exploring different things. And to be honest with you, because we have experienced— um, Things, doors closing in our faces, so when you kind of start to step your step your foot out there, it's like, do I want to hope again? So I want to encourage you guys, even if you've been discouraged before, even if you've faced failure before, continue to hope. Keep hope alive. And our hope isn't in our circumstances working out just perfectly. Our hope is in Jesus, who came as a baby. And here's the beautiful part. I think my favorite part of Jesus coming is they were expecting this mighty warrior who was going to come and overthrow the Roman government. Jesus came as a baby, the most vulnerable being possible who had to be cared for by a human. Imagine that. You are God, the creator of all things, coming as in the form of a baby to be nurtured by the people that you created. Talk about vulnerability I mean, it is. That's, that is trust. But the people expected this warrior. They expected all these things. So when Jesus died on the cross, you talk about things not working out the way you expected them to work out. People were shattered. So like for us, we read about, we read about Jesus dying on the cross. We read about all that. But we know the end of the story. So there's hope when we read that. But the disciples and Mary, they didn't know the end of the story, so there was so much despair. But here's the good news. God knows the end of your story, so he has hope. And so there are times when you have let go of hope that you, say, you could say, God, give me your hope. Because we looked at, um, Derek and I are still dreaming, y'all. We were looking at some land this week, and I was just walking out there, and I was like, God, I know you love us. This is nothing for you to do for us. I know you love us and you've got us. You're taking care of us. You are perfecting the things that would concern us. That's a prayer that I pray all the time, trusting in that. So our hope isn't in our circumstances. Because if your hope is in your circumstances, it'll be up one day. The next day it'll be down here. Then it's up here. And y'all, I lived like that for a long time and it's not a lot of fun. And so it's like this constant steady thing of like, okay, I know what this looks like out here, but I'm good because I know my Father loves me. My hope is based on my trust in the love that God has for me. And that's why it's so important for us to spend time just meditating on how much our Father loves us. It's a beautiful way to live. And so I want to ask you guys, where do you have your hope anchored? When things don't work out for you, do you lose hope? When things don't look like the way you think they should look, do you start to lose hope? So I just want to kind of ask you some questions, not to make you feel shame or feel condemned, but it's like just to kind of uncover some things to say, okay, where have I placed my hope? And it's interesting because this time of year is the busiest time of year. And, but what this is meant to do, I think what Advent is meant to do is to slow us down. And a lot of people, we've done this before, where you have the Advent candles, where at night you, you light the, I do this, you light the candle of hope. And I just want to light your candle of hope tonight and just be still and receive the goodness of God. And I'm just going to read some verses talking about how good God is. And the first one is Psalm 147, one through five. So this is going to take a minute. It says, hallelujah, praise the Lord. How beautiful it is when we sing our praises to the beautiful God, for praise makes you lovely before him and brings him great delight. Yahweh builds up Jerusalem. He gathers up the outcasts and brings them home. He heals the wounds of every shattered heart. I love that. He sets his stars in place, calling them all by their names. How great is our God. There's absolutely nothing his power cannot accomplish. I'm going to say that one more time. There is absolutely nothing his power cannot accomplish, and he has infinite understanding of everything. There's nothing that God can't do. And maybe you've been disappointed in the past because, like I said, you stepped out there and you stepped into disappointment. And God's like, no, continue to step out there. Continue to trust in me. Put your faith and your trust in me that I've got it. Guys, I'm sorry. Texts are coming in on my phone. The SEC championship is happening right now. Um, Nobody's, I was like, Derek and I decided before we left, this has nothing to do, obviously, with the sermon, but before we left, I was like, we're going to record the game. I'm not going to look at Twitter. I'm not going to look at my texts. And so my daughter just texted, and she goes, I hope you're watching. I'm like, girl, you know we're at church. So um, I'm like, where are you tonight? Anyway, back to the message. (laughs) It's Georgia and Alabama. I don't like either team. I just want to see, like my dad always used to say, I just want to see a good game. And then, but my brother would say, I just want to see the field um, open up and the teams just get swallowed up because we don't like them. But anyway, um, I'm going to get back to, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm going to get back to my message. But Advent is the season of expectancy, preparation, and longing. And that's what hope is, is that that expectation, I remember the preacher that we worked for for a long time would say, it's that you're looking for grandma to come, like you're waiting for something to come and you're so excited, it's that hope, is that outstretched neck like, God, I am expecting you to do something. And that is what this Advent season is. But it's so easy to get caught up in all the gifts you have to buy, all the things you have to do. And to me, that's just such a trick of the enemy to get us so focused on all the commercialism instead of focused on what a true gift is. Not that gifts are a bad thing, but I I have had to really simplify Christmas. Because when Derek and I first got married... um, the lady that was kind of my mentor for a while, she lived up the street from me, she had a Christmas tree in every room. And they were not small Christmas trees, y'all. And when the Christmas tree would get delivered, their main one, I remember our friend saying, I think that belongs in the government governor's mansion, <laughs> but it was in their living room. This is the woman that was telling me how to do all the things as a young 23-year-old who just got married. So I'm like, I need to be like Sue, who had five people help her decorate for Christmas. And I just had me and Derek... But it didn't really work out so well. I'm going to tell on you, Derek, I have the the microphone. There are many times that Derek tells on me, so, you know, here we go. But um, there was one year I was like, we got to get all the trees out. We got to do all the things. And Derek, like, kicked one of our dog's toys and just goes, I hate Christmas. And I was like, okay, I, I think I need to change a few things because this is not the spirit of Christmas. This is not what I wanted to happen. And I just realized it was way too much about the show. So we have really simplified things. So we have one tree, y'all. We have one tree. So when you come to our home for a Christmas open house, do not expect a tree in every room because it's too stressful. And it gets really expensive. So one tree is what we have. But it's like I've gotten back to, it's what is the heart of it? It's not to impress the neighbors. It's to celebrate the coming of Emmanuel, God with us. That's what this is about, and Advent is about hope. So my first question is, where have you placed your hope? Oh, I want to read this quote. This is um, Tish Oxenreiter. She said, Advent is about remembering that Christ has already come to save the world while recognizing that the work of redemption will not be finished until he comes again. But it's that hope that he's coming to make everything right, but he's here in me, and he can make things right right now. And that's that thing of like, he knows the end of the story, so if the situation you're in doesn't look hopeful, it's not the end of the story. Keep trusting, keep hoping, keep believing. And so um, Hebrews 10:23 says this: "So wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps His promises. And this is one that we've stood on for our children. This is one that we've stood on for people that we're believing in is that God always keeps his promises. He's faithful to his word. He always is. And then Psalm 71 says this, No matter what, I'll trust in you to help me. Nothing will stop me from praising you to magnify your glory. And then I'm skipping around here. We'll go back to Psalm 84. For the Lord God is brighter than the brilliance of the sunrise. Wrapping himself around me like a shield, he's so generous with his gifts of grace and glory. Those who walk along his paths with integrity will never lack one thing they need, for he provides it all. And those are those things where it's like, God, you are a good God. You provide all of this. I trust you. My hope is placed in you and you alone. It's not based in me doing everything just right. And I was telling Derek this, there's just this, been this, this might be a weird example to y'all, but God talks to me in pictures a lot. And I am, have been very much about performance my whole life. And if you're familiar with Enneagram, Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram three. I like to perform, (laughs) but I just, I like um, to get stuff done and I can often have my identity placed in what I've done. So the Lord has been doing a lot of work in me to just rest in his love, rest in the finished work of the cross. It's not like Jesus died and then, okay, we take over the work from here. He did it all. So I can rest in his love for me. So I've just seen myself in a wheelbarrow that God is pushing around. Instead of, how many of y'all did the wheelbarrow on field day? You had somebody standing behind you, but you were doing all the work. And I think that's kind of how I've been where it's like I saw God back here. He's holding my feet up, but I'm doing all the work. Instead of me just sitting there trusting him to get me on the right path. It's all about trusting God, trusting in the finished work of Jesus and what he did on the cross for us. All right, so the second one, we only have two points, guys. What is your expectation of this Advent, for this Advent season Where's your expectation right now? And I think some of you may be like, well, I don't really have any expectations. But like if you don't, sometimes you think, well, I'm not going to set any expectations, so I'm not disappointed. I've been there. I face disappointment, so I'm like, forget it. I'm just not going to have any expectations. But here's the thing. I don't place my expectation on Derek to do everything just right, because that doesn't work out for either one of us very well. But I set my expectation on God. Like, God, I thank you that you are going to show up. And we have experienced beautiful times together as a family. Like this last Thanksgiving, I had a brother and a sister who are here. And for those of you that don't know, my dad passed away about 18 months ago. So the holidays can seem a little sad, but we had the most beautiful time together. And it didn't even, like, later I was like, oh, I missed out a little bit, but I love the time with my family. And so it's been this really sweet place to just set my expectation. For me, it's not about everything looking perfectly. It's like, did people feel loved when they're around the table today? Did people feel like they belonged when they're around? Were they thankful? What was the spirit in my home more than anything else that matters? And it was a beautiful time to be together. So where is your expectation? What is your expectation of this Advent season? 2 Corinthians four seventeen says this. We view our slight, short-lived lives, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulty as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison because we don't focus our attention on what is seen but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And it's interesting, sometimes when I go through something difficult, I think, oh, this is going to last forever. (laughs) I got... Uh, bronchitis a few weeks ago and in the middle of it i'm like "Uh, this is the rest of my life i'm gonna feel (laughs) does anybody else do that like you get like so like i'm gonna feel like this forever and Derek loves when i get like that so fun and um but then i like woke up and i'm oh do what quarantine yeah Uh, i just am shut off into the room by myself but in the middle of that like when i woke up one day and i felt good i'm like oh this didn't last forever I'm fine now. And sometimes when you're going through a hard thing, you're like, oh, this is the way life is. From now on, this is how it's always going to be. And they're like, this is a small thing, but do you guys know when you're going through something that's difficult, you know what's being developed? Resilience. You are growing stronger. And I think about this now when I'm in my 125 degree sauna doing my hot yoga and I'm doing they you do a thing where they do a bicep curl and I'm holding on to my arm and I'm pushing down on it and it doesn't seem like you're doing very much but it's the, and she always is like it's the resistance you're you're pushing down I'm like that's what happens to us in life when you face resistance you're growing and a lot of times parents these days don't want your kids to go through hard things so you kind of fix everything for them they don't develop any resilience or any endurance if you do that. Not that you purposely make things hard, but it's like trust the fact that God loves your children. He will work it out. You don't need to clean everything up for them. So when you're going through something difficult, it's like, okay, God, I thank you that not only are you in me, you're with me, and I'm walking through this getting stronger. That's where my hope is. My hope is that this difficult time isn't going to last forever. You guys, we're not going to meet for church on Saturday nights forever. It may feel like it right now, but that's not the truth. The truth is God has a home for us, and we're trusting in that. Our hope is in that. And then, this is a great verse. You didn't know that great verses could come from Lamentations, y'all, but they do. When life is heavy, I think this was my verse during COVID. When life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself, enter the silence. Bow in prayer, don't ask questions, wait for hope to appear. Don't run from trouble, take it full face, the worst is never the worst. And sometimes when you're going through something hard, you just want to, like, ignore it. Oh, it'll just go away, instead of facing it and say, okay, God, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. I need you to come and help me here. And face it. But I love the part of go off by your own. Don't ask questions. Wait for hope to appear. So whatever situation you're facing right now, just be still in the midst of this And for those of you that have been at our church long, you know that my favorite thing at Christmas time is to sit in our living room and look at my Christmas tree and look at the stockings and just be still. So in this season, take moments to capture the beauty of the season, the beauty of the moment that we're in, but be still, wait for hope to appear and be aware of where your hope lies. Be aware of those things. And so this is about slowing down and instilling a quiet stillness in your soul. And what I love is as I've been studying hope, and one of the things I always think about is the song that it says, the weary world rejoices when hope comes, because it's that Christmas carol, it's um, oh Holy Night. And it's just a beautiful thing because the world is very weary right now. And the weary world, that's a very hard thing to say, the weary world rejoices at the hope that we have in Jesus. And that's where our hope lies in this. And then this verse, this song also, that my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand and when your hope is in him not in the economy not in the election i'm part of me if i'm honest i'm like kind of dreading next year i'm like i don't want all that but it's like you know what all of this can be swirling around us all the chaos can be going on but we can walk through in peace because our hope is in him we're of another kingdom and that's where my hope lies not get into all that now but back to i want to read this first this is my prayer for you this season. This is Romans 15. It says, now may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. Isn't that beautiful? That's where my hope lies, is in his joy, his perfect peace, as we trust in him, the one that created the universe, is the person that lives inside of you, walking beside you in every moment of every hour of the day. So let's pray over this. Father, I just thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us, that you came as a baby to rescue us, to redeem us, to save us. And Father, I just pray over every person listening tonight that we would just receive an impartation of hope, that our hope isn't in everything going right, our hope isn't in us doing everything right, but our hope is in you who did it all for us, that we would have a revelation of your love for us, that because you love us, You are working all things for our good. You are strengthening us. You are encouraging us. And our hope is in the love that you have for us. And that perfected love casts out all fear. We don't need to fear our future because we know how much you love us. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.